Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What, what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives. What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. All right, it is the nightcap. Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Thanks for hanging out on your Tuesday evening. Get some Bills talk in today. Spent a lot on this time on the Sabres in the past couple of nights. Joe DiBiase flying solo tonight, by the way. Brendan Keeney, I think, will rejoin me tomorrow. We'll see. So... 8030550 is the phone number if you want to participate in tonight's show. Sorry, it's getting a quick last sip of coffee here. It's 708. Don't want to, like, that's usually my cutoff, the start of the show. I'm a late coffee drinker already, so it's already a bad habit that probably keeps me up much later than I need to be, but that first break that comes up at around 725, 730. Just a little too late. I think you got to always. I got to draw my cutoff at like seven oh eight, so or seven o'clock really, because we're a little little late to the break here. Um, Josh Allen's contract extension was really the big topic on One Bills Live earlier today. Got in this afternoon, listening to Maddie Glab and Steve Tasker talking with Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, and that's really what they were doing. And the the comparison between Dak Prescott's contract. Patrick Mahomes contract and what Allen's contract is going to look like. And this is the most polarizing Bills topic you can really have right now. There's not really a lot to talk about with them. We're just kind of waiting. And this is one of the things that comes with having a amazing team is that June 22nd, you really don't have a lot to talk about. Free agency is over. The draft is over. And yes, you can talk about expectations and comparing them to the Chiefs over and over and over again, like we will throughout the course of the next eight months. But the thing to really talk about right now with the Bills, the one thing that you could be on different sides of the fence, other than a stadium, which we were provided with over the weekend, is Josh Allen and his contract extension. Because we all accept that this guy's our franchise quarterback. We've all arrived at this point. doesn't matter when you got there. It doesn't matter what you needed to see. Everybody has seen what they needed to see. Whatever your bar was, however much you needed him to show you before you were ready to declare him the Bills franchise quarterback, I think really there's nobody left out there, right? They would say that he's not it or they still have doubts. Those people don't exist. And if they do, then you're just doing it for attention. This is the guy. They did it. They hit on the pick, and he will—he rose to an elite ceiling, MVP consideration, playoff wins, division titles. Like, we're here. And now, how do you go about paying him? Because 
I don't have a good precedent for this. With the Bills, at least. The precedent with the Bills is what? Who made it to second contracts? Lossman didn't make it to a second contract. Edwards didn't make it to a second contract. Manuel didn't even come close. The two veteran guys are the ones who really did it. Tyrod Taylor got to a second contract, which was, I mean, among starting quarterbacks, near the bottom of the league in terms of money, and especially guaranteed money. They could have got out of that thing really whenever they wanted. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick's contract, kind of the same thing. Good money for Fitz, but not in the stratosphere of what we're talking about with Josh Allen. Not at all. Allen, realistically, he could be the highest paid quarterback in football when his deal comes. That That's within the range of outcomes. That Allen is the highest paid player in NFL history when his new deal comes about. But how the Bills structure it is going to be the real interesting part of this. And the timing will be interesting. What Allen wants, what the Bills want. Because if I am the Bills right now, I think there's a very, this is more on the timing, I think there's a really strong case to be made that you just don't pay him this offseason. You just don't worry about it. You're not in a rush. He's got year four coming up, and then there's a fifth-year option, and then I never wanted to get to this point, but if negotiations were to get this heated and this out of control, I got two franchise tags I can use on him. I've got year four, fifth-year option, two franchise tags. Again, you don't want it to get to that point. I've got four years of cushion. I don't want to use more than one. Definitely don't want to use more than one because that's when it can get heated. That's when it can get a little bit of bad blood, maybe between the team and the quarterback and tension, which you really don't want to have. And this team, I'm sure, does not want to have. I don't think one more year does that, though, does it? What's what's the rush? What's the rush? He's going to get his money. I don't believe, and I don't think many people believe, he's going to regress to this extreme rate in which he's going to take himself out of the running for a $40-plus million contract that he's looking at. Now, I do believe there will be some regression. I think it's going to be very slight. Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus was on with Chopin the Bulldog yesterday, and he was talking about the same thing, Josh Allen's regression. And the Bills' success this year being determined by, all right, he's probably going to regress, but by how much? If it's 2, 3, 4, 5% regression, we're fine. We're still an elite team. We can still win a Super Bowl. But if it's 25% regression, if it's 20% regression, maybe we're going to struggle a little bit more than we would have thought. I don't think that's in the cards, though. I think if you get regression, it's going to be very slight. Because I've been on record saying I think Allen has fixed his accuracy with his digital mapping and changing his mechanics to fit what that digital mapping told him. I think his throwing motion, what it currently presents itself as, it's fixed. And the coordinator is the same. The weapons are the same, minus the John Brown for Emmanuel Sanders sub, which to me is a, it's a wash. The line is the same. The schedule is actually easier. So really... Allen could regress. You just don't see it. 
because the level of competition is going to go down for Josh Allen. So he is going to have a big year. But on the off chance that he does revert in some way to what he was before, why not protect yourself? Why not just get one more look at it? That's fine, right? That's fair. Josh Allen, I'm sure he wants to get paid right now. He wants that long-term security. And he wants it to happen. But, in the back of his mind, he's got to understand, right? If, it, if the team came to him and say, Listen, man, we believe in you. You're our guy. We drafted you. We're here. We're going to win a Super Bowl this year. But, we just want to see it for one more year. And then we're going to do it. Because it's only been one year of this. It's only been one year of this level of play. And we just want to be thorough. We want to be sure. 100% sure. So let's just do it one more time. And then we'll ride off into the sunset. We'll live happily ever after. Is that that unreasonable? I don't... Is that Would that really cause a problem with this guy? Because Allen doesn't strike me as that type of character. He doesn't strike me as the guy that would start pouting or start throwing a fit because his team didn't pay him exactly when he wanted to. And Allen, because he's such a team guy, he's such a leader, he is so connected to the fan base and the organization, I have to believe that the relationship between the Bills and Josh Allen is strong enough to where they can wait a year to do this. Now, there's monetary risk in that as well, but I don't think Bills fans are going to care about what the the bad or the worst case scenario is for Allen's contract, given that it probably means the Bills won a Super Bowl. And then who cares? Give Allen $100 million a year. I don't give him the 20% more than Patrick Mahomes got. I don't care at that point. But that's really that that's your downside, right? Is that that's what your downside is? That, well, if he wins the Super Bowl, then I've got to pay him $50 million a year. Well, if they win the Super Bowl, I mean, again, who cares what you're paying Josh Allen? You won a Super Bowl. The drought is over. Zero is now one. Like, let's go. We don't need to care about the, the dollar figures for Josh Allen's contract. That's the downside. Because if the Bills go out this year, And they have almost the same season. They're the best team in the AFC East. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. They win their first couple of playoff games. And then they lose at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Allen's probably getting the same deal he did last year. Or he would have gotten it this time. So, I don't really think you're you're paying him more and you're losing future cap dollars by waiting a year in that regard. I guess if they were to go to the Super Bowl and lose, and Allen looks the same and is the elite quarterback that he was last season that maybe you're looking at a small uptick from last season but to me that is worth the risk of just being 100% sure that he's going to be at this level of play and it's rare I don't know if I've ever seen it how many quarterbacks can you point to that signed these mega extensions that only did it for one year. I don't think any of them did. Patrick Mahomes, who has the biggest contract, 10-year deal, 
total value of $450 million, $45 million a year. He did it for two years. He did it for two years. Dak Prescott just signed his shorter-term deal, average money per year, $40 million. The total guaranteed money, by the way, very close to Mahomes, $126 million versus $141 million. I'll get to that in a second. Prescott did it for five years. Deshaun Watson got just south of $40 million, $39 million per year. Watson did it for two years. Russell Wilson, $35 million. On this contract, he was five, six years in. The previous contract, I think he was three years in. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, plenty of years in. Jared Goff. Goff got his big extension after two years of really solid play. He had the really bad rookie year, and then he was really good year two under Sean McVay. He was great again year three, and they paid him. Two years. Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. Oh, actually, Wentz might be the one, I forgot, I had an anomaly guy in here. I think Wentz actually might be that guy. Wentz might be the one player that signed after one elite season. 2019 was the first year. So actually, no, it was two. He was having that MVP-level season in 2017 where Nick Foles goes on to win the Super Bowl. And then... 2018, he's pretty good. He's very good, even. 11 games played, 3,000 yards, average of 280 yards per game, 21 touchdowns, 7 picks. Really good season from Carson Wentz. So, it was a good rookie year, pretty good rookie year from Wentz, an elite second year, and then a very good third year, and then they paid him. So, all these guys, like the precedent is there. I don't think the Bills need to break from precedent. I don't know what the pressure is for that. Why is there pressure for them to do that? Because, again, this doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to become a problem if you don't do it right now. Not at all. I think you're going to be fine. The relationship is strong enough to wait a year. The precedent is there for it. And the risk is minimal. So why on earth would the Bills pay him this this offseason? It it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me as to why they would do it now. And I don't know this. I'm just trying kind of reading the tea leaves of how Brandon Bean sounds whenever he talks about an Allen extension. But Bean sounds to me like a guy that thinks the same way. That Hey, he's open to doing it this offseason, but he doesn't sound like he needs to do it this offseason. And behind the scenes, if he wanted to wait a year, I think he would probably sound exactly the way he has sounded. Because he's not going to come right out and say, no, we're not paying him this offseason. We're, we're going to wait a year. You're not going to get that. So I think it's very possible that the Bills, that's what their plan is. That they're going to go one more year, and then they're going to give Josh Allen his big mega extension. And again, there's nothing wrong with that to me. There's no strong argument against it. But, you let me know what you think. If you think that is too risky. That you don't even want to go down the road of any potential disagreement with your franchise quarterback. I'm not afraid of it. I believe McBean and Allen 
are their their relationship is too strong, and I don't think there's risk. I don't think there's a problem that could develop. So, to me, it's a non-issue. But maybe you think differently. And I do want to get into the the style of the contract. Prescott versus Mahomes. Prescott signed a four-year deal. Mahomes signed a 10-year deal. Benefits and negatives to both of those things, both for the player and for the team. I'll get into that when we come back. We'll take your calls. I see the phones flashing right now, so call in at 803-0550. We'll get you on in the next segment here on the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. It's so hard to tell with a rookie quarterback any rookie quarterback in any city with any team. You don't know if any of these guys can do it as far as succeeding on the NFL level until they show they can read defenses, they have good pocket presence. In college, receivers are so wide open on a regular basis. The windows are a lot smaller in the NFL. So until these guys show they can do it, it's impossible. And I would say even the best GM or quarterback guru in the league, it's impossible to know whether they can do it or not. So if the quarterback, Zach Wilson, is everything they think he potentially could be, that's a scenario where they could go 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, even in his rookie year, because I think he's wise beyond his years. He's a guy that played in a similar system in college. There are some earmarks that he could be pretty good. That is Dan Leberfeld from Jets Confidential. I'm a Shopin' the Bulldog earlier today. You can find that on demand at WGR550.com and the Odyssey app. I'm going to pass along some very, really sad and terrible news. Uh, before we, we'll jump back into our Bills conversation momentarily here. But I just want to pass along the news that the Buffalo Sabres have announced in the past couple of minutes that Sabres legend Rene Robert has passed away at the age of 72 following a heart attack that he suffered in the past couple of days. Um, not the guy you probably want to be hearing from, from in this moment. It's awful. He is, I'm, or because I'm not the guy you don't want to be hearing from, is I'm 26 years old. I mean, I never saw him play, but I met Renee twice on two occasions. One as a kid, I think just outside of the arena, probably walking around. And I, I mean, what was I, eight or nine years old? I wouldn't have recognized him, but it would have been pointed out to me that he was Renee Robert. And I knew who Rene Robert was. I just wouldn't have known his face. And stopped him. He was really cool. He was really nice. Shook my hand. Made a joke about I'm too young to know who he is. Eight or nine year old. And that was really cool. And then another time at uh, one of those like organized like autograph sessions they would have had at like development camp or something. Um, took a picture with him then. Same thing. Really nice. And, like, the first thing, too, like, you never know with athletes, like, whether or not they're going to be a little standoffish in public. Um, And he couldn't have been more of the opposite. So that's really the only experience I had with Rene Robert. But everyone speaks glowingly about him. Um, He will be missed. He was always around, too, right? 
He always seemed to be around. Alumni events, sometimes just for games. You know, Renee like took part in the community. He embraced being a part of Sabres lore. Numbers in the rafters for a reason. As a player, I mean, it's as good as you can get in Sabre history. 100 points in the 70s. It sucks. Terrible news. Rene Robert passes away at the age of 72 years old. Paul Hamilton will have more on uh, on this story at WGR550.com and the Odyssey app in the uh, in the coming minutes. Let's get back to the Bills. Uh, tough transition, I know, but one we have to make. Um, we were talking about Josh Allen's contract extension. We'll get to some calls in a second at 803-0550. But we talked more about the timing of an Allen deal in segment one. Here, I think I want to go into more of the design of a Josh Allen contract. What what Allen might prefer, what the team might prefer, what the positives and negatives are to both. Because there are two comparables that you can look at. One is Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, in my belief, it might sound crazy because he can his contract, like the big number on his deal says $450 million. But if you look just a little bit deeper, just a little bit deeper at the guaranteed money, the total guaranteed money, it's only $141 million. Now, he kind of bet on himself with a deal like that. Or he kind of didn't, I guess, bet on himself. Because he's locked into that deal for a decade. Dak Prescott, meanwhile signed a four-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys in order to hit free agency again at the age of 32. And his deal represents almost the same amount of guaranteed money as Mahomes does. $126 million for Prescott versus the $141 million that Mahomes got. Average per year, just a little bit lower, $40 million versus Mahomes' $45 million. And he opens himself up to cash in again. There might be new TV money four years down the road. The cap is probably going to be a lot higher. And Prescott is smart in knowing that that is going to happen. That's why I can't believe the deal Mahomes signed. Makes no sense for him whatsoever. He should have got the same thing. And I guess he can always come back and say, okay, well, you got to pay me more now. Right? If six years go by and Mahomes is like the 10th highest paid quarterback, the 15th highest paid quarterback, I'm sure he can renegotiate his contract. But you're not giving yourself a lot of leverage. Prescott does. And I wonder what Allen will prefer. Right now, if I'm Josh Allen, because I've only done it for one year, I mean, I might sign up for that 10-year deal that Mahomes got. But if I do it for one more, and I'm pretty darn sure that, hey, I'm going to be an elite quarterback in this league for a long time, I'm going the Prescott route. I'm going four years. I'm going to hit free agency again, or I'm going to hit, you know, at the end of my contract, I'm going to sign another big one, probably with the Bills, and I I give myself as many options as possible. I think that is really where the wind is blowing for the future of quarterback contracts in the NFL, especially of these elite guys. And I wonder if Allen will go that route. Whereas for the Bills... I mean, Allen, the report is from Jeremy Fowler, 
who was on the One Bills Live earlier today, he's willing to structure his contract to help the team. That, to me, sounds more like the long-term style of deal rather than the short-term deal. Spread out the money over a longer period of time. Makes it a lot easier to restructure a contract. I think Allen's deal, for the Bills' sake, I think they'd want to just lock it in. The timing, again, I would prefer to do it next year, but if they're going to do it now, you want to give yourself options, you know? You don't want to be stuck with 80, 90, 100 million dollars of dead cap if things go horribly wrong. But even though you don't think that's going to happen and you're pretty darn sure that's not going to happen, you still have to prefer for the, pre- prepare for the worst. Because the Rams would have never thought that they would have been here with Jared Goff two years after an extension. The Eagles would have never thought that they would have been here with Carson Wentz three years later. And they were stuck with enormous dead cap figures. The Chiefs, by the, it doesn't have to be an insult to the, to the player. Setting it up so that it's a low dead cap number. Mahomes has no dead cap figure after 2024. So the final seven years of his deal. The Chiefs at any moment could walk away from it for nothing. They never would. But it's in there. That's the kind of stuff I'd be looking for in a Bills deal. 8030550 is the phone number. Butch on the east side. Actually, sorry. Uh, Tyler, you're first up on the nightcap. What's up, Tyler? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I uh, want to uh, give my sympathy to uh, Rivera's family. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a tough transition yeah, for sure, but uh, my heart goes out to them. Um, just a little heads up. Um, you know, if we're, if we're going to be expecting Josh Allen to, to stay for this long, I just, I just think that uh, – I think that a enclosed stadium might be the best bet. Um, you see him play games in warmer weather, and and uh, I think he does a lot better in warmer weather. But uh, that's me. Thanks so much. Uh, I'll call or I'll listen. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tyler. I would never be making a decision on the stadium uh, based on what your t- current team construct is, ever, because. It's it's such a short-term mindset for a project that is geared for the long term. I mean, 30 years maybe is what you want. So that I wouldn't be thinking about. But I'm also not in on the dome just in general. I don't want to lose that outdoor feel. September when the weather is nice. October when it's still pretty nice, but you're in hoodie and shorts weather. Today, by the way, hoodie and shorts weather, as good as it gets. Today was my perfect day, weather-wise. You get a day like today out in the stadium, that's a fun game to be at. I like being in the elements. I don't like when it's raining. I don't lo- I don't love it when it's snowing. I'm fine with it when it's snowing. I know a lot of people don't. But I don't want to trade those first couple of months of Bill's home games for a roof. It wouldn't kill it for me, but just it wouldn't feel the same. I don't think it would feel the same. 8030550 is the phone number if you want to talk stadium, if you want to talk uh, Josh Allen contract extension, feel free to give me a call. If you want to talk, if you got memories of Rene Robert running into him, watching him play, give me a call too. If you missed the news, Rene Robert passed away at the age of 72. More details on our website. Uh, let's go to Butch on the east side. Butch, you are on the nightcap. What's up? 
Joe, 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 it's good to talk to you, my friend. Thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. You, you know, you threw me for a loop, and I just, I'm sorry about uh, Rene Robert, but for two decades I've been calling this beautiful radio station, and I always try to represent not only myself and my family, but the east side of Buffalo. And I want to say on behalf of the east side of Buffalo, Rene Robert, the Memorial Auditorium, the French Connection, was always our connection to hockey from the east side of Buffalo when hockey was introduced to us in, in public school on hot sticks. So, I just want to just say, you know, my our 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 sincere condolences to the Robert family, to the Buffalo Sabers, and any fan of hockey, which we are as well, because that introduction was our introduction to going to the Memorial Auditorium, sitting in the blues or the oranges. We got a chance to sit in the golds or the reds sometimes, but at the same time, that was reason why we came. So I want to just start it off by saying that, and thank you so much for passing that along. But now in the second phase of this, Joe, is I just wanted to say this. Just like, you know, we just – tomorrow's not promised to nobody. And we found that out just on the on breaking news that you just said. But Josh Allen is 25 years old. The contract you were just speaking about, Patrick Holmes, is the perfect contract for a Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Saying that, the reason why. And I understand what you said about Dak Prescott. Buffalo and Dallas are two different things. Josh Allen has Jim Kelly that he's talking to that's in his ear. He has the community, a beautiful, hardworking, blue-collar community that's supporting him along with, the, along with the things that he's doing in the community. Josh is not going nowhere. We're building a brand-new stadium. That's going to be Josh's stadium. He's going to be here. Now, going to the last phase when I said about this contract is by the Bills, by him doing the Bills a solid, the Bills doing him a solid, I'm saying we're going to push it back to next year. Josh's rookie contract, his family, yeah, they had a few dollars growing up, but it's nothing like what he'll be making if on this new deal. My thing is with the Buffalo Bills, just say to Josh, listen, we're going to go ahead and pay you. We're going to give you that 10-year deal or whatever it is you're going to get. You're going to get. But if there's anything your family needs, want to buy, that you want to buy for your family currently, just let us know when it's already paid for it, and we'll take the money back out on, your, on the end of your deal. That's fair enough to say, well, instead of me getting his money and waiting to take care of my family, I could take care of my family now on consignment, saying that at the end of the day, I'm getting my money back. That's doing both people a favor. And I just say that to you. And, Joe, you know, I love you, man, but thanks so much, man, for taking my call. You know, I'm a WGR diehard fan, always been, always will, till they put me six feet in the ground. (laughs) And I just love you, man. I love your team. I love your staff. And I love everything you guys are representing there at WGR 55. You take care, my friend, and thank you so much for everything. Thank you for the call, Butch. Well done. Um, let's keep rolling on the phone line, see if we can squeeze a couple guys in before the break. Let's go to Greg in Toronto. Greg, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? How are you doing, man? Sorry about the sad news. Let me just get out of the noise here. Bear with me here one second. This, this way you can hear me better. Okay, yep, so go for it. what I was going to say was um, you, you, you pointed out some really good points. Um, Jared Goff, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Wentz, yep. and, and Garoppolo. The Garoppolo one, it was a huge signing at the time, too. And <clears throat> now all three of those guys went to Super Bowls, mm-hmm. but all three of those guys, well, well, two of them are on different teams, and they're looking to get rid of the other one because they signed a – um, a new franchise guy just in the last um, in the last draft, right? So 
Yep. I don't know. I don't. I think we really just need to just wait and see one more year. You know, because everyone thought, oh, Wentz is the guy, Garoppolo's the guy, Goff is the guy. <laughs> and now they have nothing to show for it, and except for a huge cap hit, right? So I don't know. That's just my my two cents. I just you know, if he because literally the year before this past year, you know, he was last in the league for for downfield throws over 40 yards or whatever it was, right? So it's like, you know, I hope it's not an anomaly. I love the Bills. I love Josh. But, you know, let's just let's just see. And I think that's the way Brandon Bean is going as well anyway, just like you had mentioned. So that's that's all I had to say. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call, Greg. Uh, let's move right along to Lou. Lou, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Lou, you there? Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, defending long field goals this year with uh, maybe Rousseau and and uh, Stewart Stewart Brown. You know, maybe playing uh, three and zero technique. Any ideas on that? Um, I mean they're tall. <laughs> I mean they're they're tall. So that's really all I got for you uh, on that front. So I'd imagine yes, they'll be playing up the middle on field goals. Um, we'll take a timeout here. We've got statements from Terry and Kim Pagula on the passing of Sabre legend Rene Robert. We'll, uh, we'll read through some of those and some of the memories that people are sharing on social media. Uh, Rene Robert passing away at the age of 72. It's the nightcap with Joe DiBiase. Last call after this on WGR. It comes to Rick Martin, up ahead for Perro. Perro coming to center, dumps it off the boards in the corner. Robert going after it, he scores! Robert! And the Sabres win it again in overtime! Off the boards in the corner, Robert on it in between the legs of Bernie Perrot. And the Buffalo Sabres are right back in the Stanley Cup Final. Rene Robert, game-winning goal, Stanley Cup Final, 1975. Robert passing away today at the age of 72 after a massive heart attack at his home in Florida. Our Paul Hamilton has details on the way on our website at WGR550.com and the Odyssey app. The Sabres and owner Terry Pagula have released a statement, quote, Kim and I were saddened to hear the devastating news of Rene Robert's passing. When we first took over as owners, members of the French Connection were three of the first people to welcome us to the organization. During our time with the team, Rene has been one of the most active alumni, and we've grown to know him well over the past 10 years. He was our friend to us and to the entire organization and will be missed dearly. Our thoughts and prayers are with Rene's family during this difficult time. Again, I shared my one memory of really that I have meeting Robert. Uh, out outside the arena as a kid and super friendly, super cheerful. Um, got, he's one of those athletes that being a young guy that you wish you saw play. Because like when Paul talks about the French connection or when, when any moment, when my dad talks about the French connection, my grandpa, like anybody talking about the seventies and Perot and Robert and Martin and then, of course, you get the same thing with the 90s, the 90s Bills, with Kelly and everybody. It's like, 
it sounded like a party. It sounded awesome. And as someone that hasn't seen that a lot in the Sabres and the Bills in the past 20 years, it you be you get envious and you get envious quick. But he was a legend. He's going to be up in the rafters for forever. And just awful and sad news that Rene Robert has passed away at the age of 72. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Nightcap. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, I'm sure Paul will be on with Howard and Jeremy tomorrow morning. So tune in for that. And, uh, again, we'll have more details on our website at WGR550.com. I'll be back on tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good night. This has been the Nightcap on WGR.